and welcome to my podcast, Blurt It Baby. If you've already heard a couple of our episodes, you'll know that this podcast, I talk to some of my closest friends about their real experience of motherhood and what to actually expect. I think real talk for real mums is a little bit of a cliche and to be honest, to like really, really go there, it's not easy. We all know that having a baby is a true blessing. But what I've learned from my friends is how hard it is for them to be that honest in front of others without people thinking they don't love their babies. So for my sake and for more importantly theirs, I wanted to create a little bubble where they can reflect on their journey of mumhood without being judged. Well, it is an absolute honour to introduce my next guest because this is one of my very bestest and closest friends, Jo. Um, we first met in the cinema on a blind date. <laughs> well, our sister set us up. We must have been, what, like 10, 11? Yeah. 10, 11. What did we see? Was it ever after? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the best movie. Yeah. We shared popcorn. We shared our love of Jacqueline Wilson. Um, and we were like oh, best friends ever since. It was a Toblerone from Christmas. That's it. Yeah. yeah. How generous of me. Um, but I was very, very proud this year because um, you gave birth to your first son, Miles. Love the name as well. I totally thought it was going to be Jacob, but it wasn't. It was Miles. Um, he's absolutely gorgeous. But I know like most new mums, it's just not the easiest of journeys. And I know when it's your first, it's always quite hard to ask for help. And it's it's quite hard to actually admit that it's harder than you thought. And this is something that really makes me laugh about you is... The, the thing that you say to me is how unprepared you think you are and you are the most prepared person I know in life like with everything like you know yeah totally like exams and revision and just everything at school and college at uni like you were prepared so I just thought you will be totally prepared for mumhood and that's the one thing you were like I can't believe how unprepared I was yeah I I don't know if anyone can really be truly prepared unless maybe it's a second or third or fourth yeah I think when it's your first baby I I think yes it's a shock well <laughs> you see, I hear that like a lot like it's a shock and I'm like what does what do you I mean like so you, you have a birth and actually as births go, um, obviously I have no idea about births, but it was okay. Yeah, so with the birth, I think that is what I prepared for as much as I could do. I think I read a few books, I went to NCT, I went to the hypnobirthing class, and I thought, okay, I know what I want to happen. And everyone says, yeah, but don't get too fixed on a particular birth plan because anything happens. But I stupidly got really fixed on what I wanted. And then the one thing I really wanted was to be early. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's um, so annoying that you can't ever, like, prepare that one, I suppose. Yeah. And then I was told um, I was probably going to have to be induced because nothing was really happening. And that is one of the things I really didn't want to happen. So I got quite worked up about that. But then luckily um, it did actually end up... Um, turning out how I had planned it to turn out okay that's good that's good and then but then you take you take little baby miles home um 
what what's the biggest shock when you first bring your baby home because there's so much like excitement from other people you know like mums and and like you know me and the girls were like oh my word I can't wait I can't believe he's home it's so exciting but I suppose for you in your head like I always wonder what is that shock where you're like oh my word yeah, I mean, it's terrifying. <laughs> um, I don't think anything can prepare you for having to take home a new baby. Um, I also, I think I was just, I had so much adrenaline, I think, because it was just an experience like nothing else. And then a good suddenly. One then, or a bad one? Um, well, it was a birth, so. Yeah, I've mixed Okay. So you kind of you go through the birth, and then suddenly this baby's here, and you're completely responsible for it. And then I didn't really sleep well that night because I was paranoid in hospital that he wasn't breathing. So I think lack of sleep and the shock of it all, I kind of, I just felt like I had a lot of adrenaline and was very nervous. Yeah. Really weird mixed feelings. Did you um, feel like at any point like, oh, I'm I'm not ready for this? Like crap. I'm not ready. Um, I don't think I thought I'm not ready. I think I was just a bit scared about... I just felt he was very fragile because he was so small. Yeah. And I felt very responsible for him because obviously I am. Yeah, you're his mum, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's something that, like, is so weighted, though, because you know you're going to be responsible. But, you know, in, in the first um, podcast, in the first episode... Becky was saying that she couldn't believe they just let you leave without like signing something that you're like I can just leave with them you know yeah well in the ward we were in there was about six other ladies and um they were all like discharging us that morning um so everybody started to leave once they got discharged but me and Chris were really taking our time I think neither of us were desperate to get home because we still felt like oh can you just check this before we left I actually asked a midwife to check that Miles was strapped in properly in his car seat (laughs) and if what he was wearing was suitable to go from the um, hospital to the car so (laughs) all of 30 second I really wanted to yeah, I really mm. wanted to take a midwife home with me, but <laughs> I wasn't allowed. I think so, everyone does, yeah. don't they? I think <laughs> that, that's, a that must be the hardest thing. I know, like, when my mum had us, which was, like, 30 years ago, they stayed in hospital, and she was like, it was amazing because you were just safe. But it's always made to feel like you just want to yeah. get in and get out. But I always think, oh, no, like, I just would embrace all the help, I suppose. What, um, why did you feel like, and we've talked about this and you've always made me really laugh about it, but why do you, how do you feel like you could have prepared more? Because I always think, I look at you and I'm like, oh my word, you're like smashing it, you're amazing, he's just gorgeous. But you're like, oh no, I just have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I, I still don't. <laughs> but I think you do, I just like, you do. But what do you, I mean, like, how do you think you could have, before the birth or whatever how do you think like you could have prepared if you were like telling another mum you know or or do you just think it's natural feelings that happen yeah it must definitely be a natural feeling I think that everybody gets so focused on the birth 
so like all these classes you do beforehand, so much of it is focused on the birth that there's just not enough discussion about um, how you feel in yourself and your body afterwards, but also looking after a baby. Yeah. It wasn't until we were leaving that we realised, actually, I've never changed a baby's nappy before other than a doll in the NCT class. Yeah. And there's so much that we hadn't done that we realised... I actually need to know all of this rather than three or four different birth plans. So, yeah, I guess I could have maybe read a bit more about what it's like in the first few weeks of having a baby, but I didn't really feel like there was that sort of information out there that was easy to get hold of. Yeah, and that is so true. Like, it is a massive focus on the birth, and and you see loads of things about hypnobirthing and NCT. But what I remember you saying in specifically it was like i can't believe what happened to my uh, my body and i mean like to not go into detail there were things where you were like can i do that like you know things yeah. that happened down there like and, yeah and that's obviously not you know spoken about at all and you've and that's quite an embarrassing thing to to ask but actually i think um for you there was the shock of just feeling like you were in kind of somebody else's body a little bit after you'd had miles. Yeah, I don't think people talk about that enough. And actually, I feel like I was completely unprepared for that. And it really shocked me. And I think if I'd known what was going to happen to my body afterwards, how long it would take, things like that, I think I would have been able to mentally prepare for that. Yeah. And then I would have thought, okay, well, this is normal. And then I could have focused... Um, more of my well I could have just maybe focused a bit more on I don't know that the feeding and things like that yeah where I just felt very overwhelmed those first few days because I felt that the the whole feeding situation is very difficult I think it is for most people really I think it is but it's weird because the, the breastfeeding is something that is um not talked about enough in terms of the struggle like it's getting there but I've always thought like oh it's that maternal thing where you just put your baby on a boob and then you feed it right and that's got all the nutrients in it but it's not that at all and actually it was really weird like um today I saw a post from somebody from TOWIE who just had a, a little baby and you know like everything's seemingly perfect and she's always breastfeeding in it and it looks great like it's it's always looks lovely but she put up a post today and she was like she doesn't feel like people talk about the tough stuff as much as the good stuff and she wanted to do that so she said breastfeeding is just such a love-hate relationship and I I don't really see people say that until I spoke to you as well about it and you know more on this podcast where you you were like I I don't enjoy it, you know, no. and that's quite hard I suppose to say because it's meant to be a natural thing, but it's it's so not for so many people. Yeah, it's it's not that it's it's not that I hate it and I don't hate it. It's just when I was exclusively breastfeeding those first few days in that first week, it was just constant. He just wanted feeding all the time and I just don't think I had prepared myself for how physically and emotionally demanding breastfeeding would be yeah like you I kind of just thought well you just put them on your boob and there they go yeah half an hour and then they're done for like what four hours (laughs) yeah then you can get up and go and do something but no it, it really wasn't and I think that 
I did find that quite difficult. And I think that I did get help from the health visitors and I think I had about four visits and they were really helpful, but they were just solely focused on um, breast is best, don't introduce anything else and, and push through it. And I really tried. So I put that pressure on myself to do that because yeah. it seemed like the right thing to do. And I think really there should be more focus on also making sure mum is happy and mum and baby are happy and yeah. connecting and yeah. doing what works for you. Because I think it's so different depending on yeah. on you and the baby. That's exactly um, what, um, you know, um, our previous guest on this podcast said. It's that you can't judge anybody's relationship with their baby and and that it is actually really simple happy baby happy mum happy mum happy baby yeah absolutely and it's not um I think the pressure has to come off because it's not it's not life or death thank god no yeah like formula nowadays is so good that it's absolutely fine to give your baby that did you feel a lot of pressure uh, from other people or actually from yourself when you first came out of hospital with Mars to do all the like right things and you know feed and like who put that pressure on you I suppose um it was definitely myself I think I had just decided from everything that I had read beforehand that I was going to breastfeed because that would be best for him so I decided that's what I would do and my sisters um, did a mix of both or just formula for various reasons for themselves. And I think that did make me realise, actually, it's a lot more complicated than just breast is best. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it was me, really my own pressures. Um, everybody kept saying to me, at like family, it's OK to introduce a bottle, even if you want to do a mix. And I kept thinking, no, no, I've got to stick with it. And it got to the point where I was crying and Chris was like, just introduce a bottle. Yeah. Just one bottle. It's going to be fine. That's It'll give such you that a common break. story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I suppose it's really good to have like a supportive partner like that as well. And I wonder Absolutely. what it's like, um, because obviously NCT groups are brilliant and they're encouraged and you meet like lifelong friends. But because most of the people in the NCT groups are first mums, do you find that it is quite difficult um, to be honest? Do you think y- you find yourself saying, because this is the point of like doing this podcast, is that do you find yourself having to kind of say things that you think you need to say? Do you find it hard to be honest with other mums? Not necessarily just in the NCT groups, but like people you see or other new mums. Um, do you find it hard to talk about how hard it is? I think maybe at the very start, um, because we didn't know each other that well and it was new for everyone and you just didn't want to seem like this was just you feeling that way, I did feel like maybe I couldn't share everything at the start. Yeah. Um, But then I think as we all started to have our babies and open up a bit more, the more we did that, I personally feel the more I mean I do feel comfortable sharing these things now um and I'm assuming the other ladies do as well um because I think particularly during this crazy time of the isolation as well I think you just you need to be able to reach out to people yeah but I can there could be people who find that really hard and there could be people that still maybe 
can't completely open up. Yeah. Um, That's very true. Yeah. I think it, it is difficult to talk about it because it is such a lovely time like we have to remember like I remember you saying to me how hard it is and then you looked at me and you're like but it's really lovely and I think <laughs> I think all the lovely stuff is is kind of like the obvious stuff because you have this baby yeah absolutely but I do think it is important not just to talk about and just post all that loveliness because um because I think it probably isolates people even more so. And would you say, like, now... I mean, Miles is four months, six, 16, 17 weeks now? Yeah, he'll be four months next week. Four yeah. months next week. Do you, do you now start to feel a bit more confident and finding yeah. your feet with it? Yeah, I mean, there, every day there are new challenges. Um, and just when I think I've nailed it, the next day something will happen and I'm like oh my god I can't. it's just another another thing to try and uh, deal with but um he likes to keep me on my toes yeah but yeah like a different person now like um you know some people I suppose it's a it's an awful word to use but like mourn the life they had before how do you feel about that do you ever feel like oh it would be nice to just do this or do you think like no this is it now and this is it's nicer in a way um i do miss just being joe like, i love being a mum to miles yeah. i love it and i love it m much more than i thought i ever would but yeah definitely there are times where i just think oh but i would like to sit over there and read my book yeah or i would like to be able to just call my friend and talk about random things rather than have to um feed my baby and sit here for the next hour which yeah. you know obviously i i would always do but yeah I do, yeah yeah i do definitely miss that and sometimes i will see chris and and he'll be able to to go and play his xbox or something and I, I, a part of me will be a little bit envious but then I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I do, though, think that um, it is healthy to still have your own identity. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that, but I think How do you do. keep that? Like, because a lot of people do say, like, they find that difficult because they're then just somebody's mum or, like, a feeding machine or... I suppose you, you, of course, you do lose your identity in some sense because you, you've taken on a game changer of a role. Um, what would you say, like, to somebody who, you know, how to kind of keep that identity and not be too, I suppose, bummed out that they, they have got a new role and they have maybe feelings that they've lost themselves a bit? I think um, it's really important to work as a team with your partner because yeah. Chris will give me time to go and do something so I think it was um after a couple of weeks when Miles was born before this crazy lockdown I wanted to get my hair done because I'd already booked it in yeah and then I thought what am I doing this is crazy I can't go and do that but then he was like no no I'll look after Miles you go off to the hairdressers and I did it and it was just really nice. And I think I think you've got to be able to have that teamwork for you to be able to have those little moments. They might just be small moments here and there, not all the time that you had before, obviously. But I yeah. think just having those little snippets of time where you can just 
do something that you used to do yeah um, or just for yourself I think it's really important and then it it just means that well then when you do go back to being mum then it's like you've got a whole new lease of life or something yeah. like that I mean we're getting your hair done anyway it's just so magical but it's very true yeah. because I think that's really good advice actually because um you don't you know some people say oh forget that you won't be doing that again or you won't be doing this again and that's quite a daunting feeling to yeah. think you know like what do you mean I'm never going to get my hair or my nails done again and I suppose it's important to kind of say like what you said is work as a team or you know trust someone close to to look after them and think I can just go and get something done yeah just get a little bit of me I suppose like lockdown is is even harder and I suppose I wonder like do you feel like your maternity leave has been robbed slightly by the yeah. by a pandemic <laughs> <laughs> I mean people have it a lot worse yeah. so I feel like I can't complain that much but definitely um it's not how I ever planned to spend the first part of my maternity leave and there are parts of it that I, I think, oh, well, I should be doing this right now. I should be going to all these classes. I should be spending time with these new mummy friends. And Miles should be meeting all these other new babies. But then I realise that he's so young that he really just needs me yeah. and Chris. Um, I think it's more for myself, but things are starting to get better so hopefully yeah. it's not going to be too long but I think it will be a while until classes will start again um so we may not get that for a while but but you've got I suppose I mean in a weird way do you feel like because you've had all this time at home with Miles and you know at the start you weren't that confident and nervous do you feel like because sometimes you know and, and um somebody else said this on another one of the episodes was that she was out all the time because she was like, I have to get out, I have to get out with my baby. So in some sense, do you feel like you've grown more confidence just being with him at home and just, I suppose, getting on with it, you know? Yeah, I think in some ways it's been good because we've just focused on each other. Um, so I think we've really developed our relationship because it's literally just been the two of us. Yeah. Chris has been working upstairs. He does help so much, but the rest of the time it's me and him, me and Miles, um, which I think is fine for him. And also I think for me, it's made me really tr try and find things that, is gonna, that will entertain him. Yeah. I can't just give him a toy because of how young he was. He couldn't hold it or things like that. So I had to things really find... the box, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where the NCT ladies were so helpful because we all were going through that, so we're all sharing tips or things we'd read. So I think in that sense, um, I learned how to do all of that. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't the kind of person that would just go up to anyone's baby and instantly be fantastic interacting with them. And that was something that I was worried about, um, how I would interact with him when he was so young. Um, so I think it forced me to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, it's which actually I love. Because you say like, oh, I wasn't like a baby person before. And there's certain people that you're like, you know, we've got a mutual friend and we're like, oh my word, she's just like Mary Poppins. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And we laugh about that. But does it, when it's your own, did you find actually that, I know you said you're like unprepared, but did you find like you did have a maternal instinct? Does that kick in? Yeah. Yeah, it does. 
Um, That's good to know. Um, I suppose that was something I was slightly worried about. Um, But I always knew I wanted a family and I was really excited. Um, But yeah, I think that, yeah, there's definitely, it's definitely kicked in. Um, And I've just been able to interact with him in ways I didn't really know how to. I think because you're forced to learn how to. For me, I had to learn. It wasn't something that came naturally to me, um, talking to babies and stuff. I it developed of miles basically so it wasn't like something you felt that comfortable with straight away um i i think straight away i was like oh what should we do he's just staring at us or he's asleep or feeding but then when he started to have longer awake times i realized okay i need to entertain you yeah i need to talk to you (laughs) yeah i mean just thought what do you do babies this young they can't keep their head up (laughs) so that was all very new yeah um but yeah, so I just did uh, research, looked online. There there are loads of great resources out there for mums going through the same thing and, and tips like how to play, things to do so and interact with your baby. On that though, I was going to ask, and like even you saying like obviously people are really helpful. Have you ever found, you know, there's too much information sometimes and you find, I don't know, have you ever found like there's, there's too much thrown your way? Have you ever found that? There is loads out there. So there's definitely lots of information out there. People, um, it's lovely that people share uh, their experiences and things they've come across, which is great. And some things, when you're looking through it, you, you'll think, yeah, that would really work for us. And other things you'd think, actually, I'm not sure that will work with me and Miles because we don't really do um, that kind of thing yeah. or it's not going to fit into his routine or, or things like that. Or it might be something you just don't fancy doing. So, yeah, it's it's very much sort of he's a a group of forum for us to put all our ideas on, and it's just so if people fancy it. Yeah, then, I think then that's really, that's really good to say actually because sometimes I think oh I could be the type of person that's like oh my word they're doing that I need to do that immediately or they're doing that, and I think that's good like to not put that kind of pressure on yourself to. To just basically do with what, what what works best with you, you know? Yeah, I think at the beginning it's very much like, okay, well, I should be doing that, obviously, because so-and-so is doing it, and yeah. so is this other person, so clearly I'm a rubbish mum because I didn't realise I should be doing that. <laughs> but I think you then realise, you kind of calm down a bit and realise, yeah. you know, you can only do so much, and there are important things you should be doing, and the other stuff... Yeah, we have been stuck at home and there's time to do it all yeah that's very true there's a lot of time um before i mean you've been amazing and i know like it's you've only been in it like for four months which is just nuts and <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely think you're nailing it i just wanted like to kind of end what is what if you could kind of give advice to somebody who was like in your shoes four months ago what would you say like what would you say to yourself now at the start of bringing miles home i would say um teamwork is key um be nice to your husband yeah um and breathe yeah, that's a good one. That's really good, actually. Breathe through it sometimes. Because yeah. I suppose it can be overwhelming, but that's okay. 
Absolutely, yeah. And also, it's those lovely moments of where Miles smiles. So every morning he wakes up, and if it's quite early, I think, oh my gosh, he's woken up. So I'll look over at the crib, and he looks at me, and he just gives me the biggest smile. And I just think, okay, it doesn't matter what time it is, because that is just the best thing. Yeah, that's so really it, nice. Yeah. Oh. It's just um, appreciating all those things, because they make all of the sleepless nights worth Yeah. And I suppose all the body stuff and all of that, it is all fine, isn't it? Like, you might worry about it, but actually, it's all fine. Yeah, your body heals amazingly quickly, and then you've got a baby for your life that's going to grow up, and you get to watch them grow, and nothing can beat that. So, whatever trauma your body goes through at the time, trauma's probably a bit strong, but whatever experience (laughs) your body goes through at the time, it gets better, and compared to the rest of time with your child it's such a tiny tiny amount of time that yeah it's so worth it well i think you're an incredible mum and gorgeous um and thank you so much for just giving like a lovely honest account of like your first four months um and hopefully um we can see you soon so thank you so much for being part of this podcast oh you're welcome it's a pleasure thank you 